And I love what Pastor Chris said. I love it so much. I love it more than 100%. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and make a change in your life through the ministry of Pastor Chris Ross. Pastor Chris is the founder of Breakthrough Ministries International Church with multiple branches in South Africa and abroad. He is a healing evangelist for the Jesus the Answer Outreach Ministry, an outreach crusade bringing healing, deliverance and breakthrough to many people. Breakthrough Ministries International is a vibrant church with young, energetic people full of zeal and fire for the Lord. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast channel to receive new messages every week. Now, let's listen to Pastor Chris. I used to say I love the Lord. I thought that God was everything to me. Until I found the scriptures that says it all to me. If you love the Lord, you'll keep his commandments. If you really love the Lord, you will do what he tells you. If you really love the Lord, you will marry him, give yourself to him. But that's not what I do. commandments it is that loves me do you love do you love the Lord do you love the Lord really love the Lord? Do you give yourself to Him to do His mysterious will? Do you trust Him for everything? Do you want to get to heaven and find out the Bible is so true? Because the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God, yeah. It is the greatest commandment. There's no greater good than to love the Lord. And you will find out that it is so true. More than anything else in the world. Oh, oh, oh. he that keeps my command, it is. Tell me, do you love, do you love the Lord? Do you really love him? Are you still blessed to be in the house of God? We've come to the most important part of the service, that is the Word of God. This morning, BMI, I believe that your heart is prepared, the atmosphere is already set, and the prophet is in the house. So why don't you rise to your feet and help me welcome with much excitement my father in the ministry, God's servant, Pastor Chris! Trust you. I will trust you in the day. Lord, I'll trust you every moment of the way. 
will trust you in the night time. I will trust you in the day. Lord, I'll trust you every moment of the way. I'll trust you in the night time. I will trust you in the day. Lord, I'll trust you every moment of the way. Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Everybody lift your hands to heaven. Father, we thank you for this opportune time again, Lord, to just hear from you. We need a word from you. So we open our hearts today. Our minds are receptive. Our hearts are open to receive. Transform us with the knowledge and the understanding we will receive from your word. We welcome the Holy Spirit in our midst to touch us afresh. In Jesus' name, amen. Or you may all be seated on top of your enemies. A hearty good morning to all of you. Welcome to our gathering service. We trust the Lord will speak to our hearts through the ministry of the Word. Amen. We are in the midst of a conference and tonight will be the last of the last session of our anointing, Catch the Anointing conference. Who of you all attended the conference? Wave to me. Good. Now, there's still one more chance, if you couldn't make it, that you can come tonight. Actually, this afternoon at 4 p.m. 4 p.m. We had a wonderful visitation of the Holy Spirit yesterday. And you missed something more important than whatever you were busy with. Because how can it, uh, God visiting you is more important than any other thing in your life. And we also heard yesterday that it takes a lot of effort, time, uh, commitment to come closer to God. Yeah, and some people never come close because they don't want to pay the price of the price of time, the price of humility, the price of distance. Make your way. Make an effort to be close to God. But we that were here, we were so thankful for this visitation. And I believe tonight we're trusting God for another visitation. Amen. It was wonderful. It, 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 it looked like some wind blew through the place. And uh, just like the day of Pentecost. Amen. They came from heaven. A sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the house where the people were sitting. And it just didn't, it just didn't breeze over them. It blew them off their chairs. Because the people later said these are drunk people. Drunk people normally lie on the floor. Because they can't balance themselves. Isn't it? So if, if to say they were drunk must have looked like they were drunk. But that was the wave and the wind of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Do not be drunk with wine. Therein is dissipation or excess. 
rather be filled with the Holy Spirit. May you receive such a great infilling tonight. Now, just some announcements before I start. It's important to note that I will introduce new members to the church in two weeks' time. What's the date in two weeks' time? 16th of October. If you're not yet a member of BMI and you've been visiting, or you, here's the requirement. You must belong to a cell group. All right? Your cell leader then brings your name to here. We don't take any people as members that are not part of a small group. That's our church policy. Because the day you don't get help, it's because you were not in a small group. Then you mustn't badmouth this church. Because our system works through the small church, the house church. Amen. There are many advantages to being members. They will explain it to all of you if you fill in the application form. It's not difficult stuff. It's quick. It's quick. And then you can be part of the greatest church south of the Sahara. Amen. There are many, many benefits. I mean, you can see for yourself. But if you're not a member and you're going to come knock on the door, you'll see that the benefits are not as nice for non-members. Because we can't do everything. We can do something, but we can't do everything. And also, we can't help everybody. We can only help somebody, some people. Do you understand? Those are the people who put their commitment to the church and become members. That is in two weeks' time. Hallelujah. Um, then, in November, we'll do our second baptism in our pool. Okay? All your names for baptism, if you were not yet baptized, you must hand in your names to sell leaders. Everything works to the pastor. Actually, the Lord gave me a great idea was to connect the cell church with the main, church, with the main gathering so that every Sunday we want to have a cell group on the stage. Do you see? And introduce the cell group to the church. Yes. Then if there's even a testimony from that group, it can happen. So your group will get a chance. We only do one, at, one per Sunday. It's because I need to connect what's happening in the week to what's happening on a Sunday. And the, the, one of the, the main thrust of our church is the small church, the house church. We call it micro churches. Our goal is to have 1,000 micro churches. Amen. So you'll see the shepherd, which is the cell leader. You'll see the people. It's fantastic. Yeah, the cell leader is supposed to make a way for all his members to be on a Sunday. And maybe that will be one of the things that will help us to get them all here. So that morning, you make your hair nice, brush your teeth. You're going to be on international cameras on a Sunday morning. Great. What else did I have to say? Um, this I wanted to do some weeks ago, but it slipped me. Our church is blessed that people are coming from different places to join us because it's a good church. And we have amongst us different types of professionals. But we are very excited for this one professional 
who is a medical doctor in our church. We never had people like doctors and lawyers. So when they come, I get excited about it. Not that there's nothing wrong with your job, but just, you know, there's some things that professionals can help us with. So this wonderful lady is a doctor and she started a, a something to help the ordinary people understand medicine better. I'm all for things like that because I also like to bring things down to the ordinary people. And this doctor started a YouTube channel that explains very complicated terms so that we can all understand it. Don't you think it's a good thing? So that uh, you don't, you're not confused and it, you can also then benefit much of it. But let me just call her to the front. I don't know if she's here. They told me she's here. She comes every Sunday. She's going to be live on TV soon. <laughs> Come. Now what I want you all to do, and I know not all of you listen and obedient to me, we must all like this channel. You don't have to do it like live. I don't know if it's live. She can tell us now if it's live or not, but we must go there, watch it, and then like it and share it. <laughs> Are you going to do it? We want to make her famous. Are you with me? And then one day you can also appear on the channel. <laughs> not, not, not as an expert, as a patient. As a patient. I think when she's going to do mental illness, I'm going to ask. <laughs> Tell us about your channel. Tell us what you do and then how they can tune in, etc., etc. Uh, okay. Hi. I'm Tebo, Dr. Tebs. So my show is on YouTube. It's, it airs every Sunday at 4 p.m. So it's pre-recorded, but you can type all the questions you have in the comments, and as you're watching it, I answer your questions. So yeah, and then it's on for the rest of the week. It's on forever, so the episode is there. So today we're talking about cataracts, but we'll all be here at church, so you can watch it afterwards. Do you understand what she said now? <laughs> What's a cataract? Ask your neighbor, what's a cataract? You don't know, right? So tonight, when we finish with the service, you go home at night, you go to YouTube, you type in Dr. Tebs, T-E-B-Z. That's going to be the YouTube channel. But I trust God it will go from YouTube to television. What do you think? Yes, why not? We don't have something. America has a lot of this stuff, but not in South Africa. And I believe God, it's possible, isn't it? Yes, last week she spoke about diabetes. Is that right? Correct. And that guy was very good from the university. From UCT, from yeah. Vets, from yeah. Very good. I also understand it a little better now. What are they mental, uh, not mental illness. <laughs> Whatever illness you have, or maybe you have a family member with that illness, tune in. This is how we become more intelligent. Amen? Let's stretch your hands towards her. Father, we pray for Dr. Tebbs and the show that uh, you will even use the show to bring glory to your name, Lord. May we be enlightened. Thank you for knowledge. Thank you that one of the descriptions of the Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom spirit of knowledge and understanding. And as she brings understanding to us, 
We pray that you will bless her and bless the show. May the ratings go through the sky. We pray that it will eventually be a TV show in Jesus' name. May it happen for her as she believes in Jesus' name. Amen. Go well. God bless you. And uh, we trust that we will. Oh, there it is, Dr. Tibbs. That's the same lady, you see. The hairstyle has just changed with the TV show. Wonderful. Whatever you do, we will help you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Then, one last thing I must say is that we took pledges for tiling. Now, yesterday when the Holy Spirit came to visit us, a lot of the people fell under the power. And when they stood up, I couldn't recognize them. <laughs> because the floor is very dusty. These are some mint floors. Do you understand? So when you get up, the floor is also attached to you. So I realized I need to tile this place ASAP. But we need the pledges that you took to come in. September was the month of tiles. But you can, we can, you can still bring in the money. We really need to start. We want to do the stage first and then move on. In the interim, we're busy putting out gutters and getting the paint for the inside. And there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. We are working all the time. So every cent you give, we use. There are many people here that give on a monthly basis. They give their tithing, but they also have what they call a BF, building fund. Monthly. And it's from those funds that we can continue the work. The church is very comfortable. Uh, you remember some time ago, we were cold. The wind was blowing through. There was no windows, no doors. You see that we've progressed we want to progress even more. So now it's operation tiling. Please start to bring your pledges. And if you did not yet have an opportunity to give something, Pastor Charlie at the end of the service will be giving you an envelope so that you can also be part. So that that, that will really do, the finishing will really look nice. Amen. We're going to be doing our columns with lights. There's light features going to come through the columns. That's also happening very soon. But it's operation tiling. Amen. Are you going to give to the, work, the Lord's work? Yes. Wonderful. Okay, now let's turn our Bibles. I want to talk to you just a short sermon because we have to be back at four. A good teaching for you today. Do you love the Lord? Was something we spoke about some time ago, isn't it? Do you really love the Lord? Mm. Let me preach from this little booklet. Do you love the Lord? You know, there's a scripture we use as the foundation scripture, and we must put it up again when the disciples or the Pharisees asked Jesus, Matthew 22, 36. They asked Jesus a very important question. What is the greatest commandment in the law? And he answered in verse 37, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Hallelujah. This is the first... Put it on verse 38. This is the first and the great commandment. Amen. 
thou must love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Glory be to God. Now, just a small recap before we jump into today. We said that God has a love language. Because you ask me, Pastor, why is this an important subject? Why must we talk about loving God? Because there are many things God instructs us to do. You, you wonder sometimes, must you fast? Must you pray? Must you do this? Must you do that? But the instruction from the Lord is to love Him. And that is the first and important one. Not that other things are not important, but that is the first an important instruction. Amen? But I want to show you something in the Bible that you can also be taught how to love. Remember we said that God's love is when we obey Him. That's the love language of God. Amen? The love language of God is that we should obey Him. You can't give God a chocolate. You can't kiss God on the cheek. Amen? But you can obey Him. You should obey Him. Jesus said that that's the sign that you love God, your obedience to the Lord. Those who love God, they obey these commandments. They do what He wants them to do. Hallelujah. But I wanted to read this one to you in Titus 2 verse 3. I want to show you that you can be taught how to love. Because the question might be, isn't love just natural? It's not so. You'll be surprised. You can be taught how to love God. That's why I'm teaching. Amen. I'll show you now that Paul instructed the ladies to teach the younger ladies to love. The aged woman, look close to you if you see an aged woman, but don't say anything, just see. The aged woman, likewise, put it in the NLT, it sounds, the aged sounds so old, no? Similarly, similarly, teach the older woman to live in a way that honors God. As the pastor now. What must he do? He must teach. Who must he teach? Older woman. What a shock. Takes a lot of humility for an older woman to receive from a younger pastor. Yeah. Isn't it? Because yes. sometimes when people are older, they are wiser, but they are also more proud. And nobody can teach them anything because they know exactly what to do. Talk to Tibbs. Whatever medicine you're going to talk about, the older people will tell you, this modern stuff of you young people is not working. Castor oil. Castor oil. And the herbs of my grandmother. <laughs> not everybody. Not everybody. But most people. Isn't it? So he goes on to say, they must not slander. 
others, you know, <laughs> obey heavy drinkers. Now the Lord included Delft and all these areas in the scripture. Amen. They must not slander others or be heavy drinkers. This is older woman. Wow. Heavy drinkers. <laughs> Instead, they should teach others what is good. That's the role of an older woman. Now go on. These older women should, must train the younger women to love their husbands. The King James actually said, teach them to love, to love their husbands and also to love their children. But isn't it natural that a woman will love her husband? Why would the Bible say, teach them to love their husbands? The Bible there's no uh, unnecessary detail in the Bible. Yeah. It's specifically there because you can be taught how to love. Amen? Amen? You can be taught what kindness is, what goodness is. Just like you must learn that some things irritate a wife, some things, and by the way, it was, it was my wife's, me, me and my wife, our anniversary yesterday. Married for 28 years. And the surprise of it all is I remembered it was our anniversary. Yes. So it's a good time to talk to you about love and these things because marriage. Teach the younger woman to love. Why is that important? Because love has a language. Are you learning? What you think the man likes might not be the things that he likes. That's why the older woman must teach the younger woman how to love and even how to love the children. Are you with me? Amen. Yes. Husbands love respect. And they love submission. They just love it. Yeah. They're not so, you know, you can... You, you don't have, some ladies don't like to clean. And the house is always dirty. Yeah. The dishes is very high. Like a table mountain. And the laundry is even higher. The children play games on top of the laundry. Mercy. So look, even the modern woman, they, they're not so used to hard work because they have other professional jobs, so they really need help in the home. But I'm here to tell you also that you, you, you don't have to do all that. Or you can do it all and you're rude to your husband if you must ask him which of the two you prefer. Rather a dirty house with many dishes and many washing and a woman that respects him and loves him. He'll take, he'll take that one. Are you with me? Amen. Love. How to love. So you say, no, my your eyes are school. Money, it feels school not coming. Don't carry out with dirty shoes. 
Ik heb ons gezegd, ik kost ons aan die microwave. En die huis is schoon. Zie nou, you think that you are showing love by, but that's not. The older woman should teach you. I'm teaching you, but the older woman should teach you. I'm giving you an example of how you can misunderstand what love is really, you know, and what it means to love. You must serve. So, so I was, I'm teaching you, serve your husband. That's why husbands are always attracted, men are attracted to nurses and to waitresses. You don't know. I'm helping you. Yesterday we learned about the Holy Spirit openness, openness. You see, because a, a waitress, she comes to serve at the table. And she's not rude. No. If you tell her, sorry, this coffee is cold. She say, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Can, can I make you a fresh cup? That's a waiter. Now, now you think, why is the husband looking at this waiter? Because he doesn't get that at home. A nurse, a nurse comes to you. One day I was so tired. We were doing ministry and I was tired. And I came home and I said to my wife, you know, I just want to go and sleep when I come home now. I don't even have the energy to wash. Yeah. Then I said to her, do you know in hospitals, certain patients can't go to the bathroom. Then they put a towel under them. All they have to do is lie. Then the nurse will take like a, a soap and water, but not very wet. They wash one part, then they dry it again. Is, is, that, is that right, nurses? I saw this in hospitals. They dry it again, and then they decide, and they dry it again. I, feel, I said to her, I feel so tired. Can't you be my nurse tonight? Tonight? Anyway, I don't want to go into that. That's, that's, that's just because of the anniversary. I'm talking to you about how to love. So men also must learn what, what is the love language of the wife. You know? What the wife likes. Some wives like chocolate, others don't. They're not all the same. You need to, I mean, you need to quickly discover it. What is it that they like and so on. I can tell you, most women like shoes. Not everyone. But you get certain women, they like many shoes. And so they, the Bishop Dag said that one day we went to England or somewhere, there was a shop called, the shop, it's a long name. The name of the shop is, there is nothing like too many shoes, limited. And all the ladies go into that shop all the time. Do you see? So ladies see, they see when husbands are not complaining about their clothing, you know, oh no, you must, you must, that is what ladies like. So you need to learn what is love language and say, okay, why buy one dress? Buy two. 
Yeah. Really? Nehemiah, I don't want to waste the money. No, you deserve it. The way you look after this house. I'm not sure must I take this color shoe or this. Take both. What a husband. <laughs> Lord, touch the ladies in this church. I can even see some ladies just shaking their heads. It's never happened to you before. <laughs> it shall happen in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> so you, you can be taught that the key thing is you can be taught to love. And that's why it's not just about telling you, you must love God. You know, you must love God. You say, how, Pastor, how? Some time ago I taught you that why we must love God because he first loved us, because it is the... the the best response to the forgiveness of God. You know, you were supposed to burn in hell, but God loved you so he gave himself for you. Those were all responses to God's love. One day you must stand before the judgment seat, then you must answer. You know, the question one is, did you love God? Did you do church just because you want to be seen? Did you give to the poor because people put your picture in the newspaper? What was the motive behind everything? And the most important thing, Jesus said, it's the number one commandment. You must love God. Not just like half-heartedly, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. Now, today's teaching quickly. How Many ways to love God. Number one, you can love God by loving the brethren. Amen? Many ways you must love the brethren, but this... This, this means um, um, the church people. This brethren word means church people, not just brothers. 1 John 4.20 If a man say, I love God, but hates his brother, he is a liar. Do you see the scripture? For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment have we from him that he who loveth God loveth his brother also. Amen. One of the signs for you to prove your love to God is to love the brethren. Say amen. amen. Yes. If you love God, you will surely love the brothers and the people of the church. Hallelujah. It is evidence of your love for God. You can't see God, but you can see your brother. You can see your sister. Amen? And it's an important test that determines whether you actually love God. You can't be irritated all the time by people. One Pastor Lafoy told me the story one day. He asked another pastor, Pastor, how is the church? He said, no, the church is okay, but just the people. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with the church, but the people. But the people make up the church. Amen. And people are full of imperfections. Yes. 
Who you love and who you show affection to reveals what you love. <clears throat> there are people who love their families very much. There are people who love their sister's children more than their own children. Isn't it true? There are people who love their political parties more than they love other things. Yes. You must love your spiritual family if you want to love God. Some people come here, they go away when the, when the church is finished and there's no connections made, there's no love shared, there's no ties. They are more in love with family than they're in love with the people of the Lord. Is it true? But your love for your spiritual family is a sign of your love for God. When Jesus' family came to look for him, they said, your mother and your brothers are here. He made the statement. He said, Who are, who's my mother? Who's my brother? These, the people you see here, this is my mother and my brothers. They will do the will of God. They become your spiritual family. Say amen. If you love God, you will love your spiritual brothers and sisters. Right. Still under if you love God. Number two, if you love the Lord, you will lay down your life for the brethren. You will lay down your life for the brethren. 1 John 3.16 says, Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us. That's God's love for us. To show us that he loved us, he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. There's it. Now put that in the, I'm talking brethren, so put it in. But it means, okay, brothers, go back to that one. Maybe it's okay. Brothers and sisters. We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. Amen? It's a sign of your great love for God. Hallelujah. Yes, you will lay down your life. The question is, what do you do for the church? Ask your neighbor that same question. What do you do for the church? What do you do for Christians? What do you do for people who are washed by the blood of Jesus? Everyone makes sacrifices for one reason or another. If you love the Lord, you must make a sacrifice for your brother and your sister. Lay down your life. It's a great sign that you love the Lord. Amen. So you guys that's driving people to church with your vehicles, it's a beautiful thing. Amen. Amen. You can't be so to yourself that you, nobody must get in your car because it was cleaned by the car wash yesterday. I remember once we did home cells and we got to this people's house and they said, we can't come in tonight. They had just put in a new carpet in the house. I see people like Derek and other people with their cars 
always doing trips, fetching people, bringing people. And that is a sign of their love for God because they love the brothers and sisters in the church. Yeah. Some of us are just concerned about me, myself, and I. Or your husband, your children, your cat, your dog. You don't really love the people of the church. You, you're a church per person, but you don't love the people of the church. You have enough money. You see the, the sister come to church every week and she's less fortunate than you. You never thought of buying somebody's shoes? The greatest sign of love is to give something. We're going to talk about it now. So sister, don't let me buy you. What size do you wear? Blah, blah, blah. Buy shoes. Now if you say to the sister, sister, what size do you wear? Then the sister's shoe is not your size. Then you say, I get no near opa schooner for Yoni. Buy a new pain. Everybody listen to me, listen to me. I'm not talking because I've got nothing to preach. You people must also take what I say and practice it. That's real preaching. Real preaching is how do you transform your listeners immediately when you leave here? You know what I'm saying? The Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. You'll never understand it until the day you give something to someone. And you will feel the blessing. You'll feel that blessing. Don't just hoard things for yourself. Don't be like that. God actually wants to give you much. But because everything dies where, where you are. How many of you know there's a sea called the Dead Sea in Israel? The Dead Sea. The Dead Sea has a problem and that nothing lives in the sea. All fish die there. All fish, because the reason is the Jordan River flows into the Dead Sea, but there's no outlet. There's, no, there's, no, there's, there's nothing going out, so the water is not fresh. The water dies, the water is dead, stagnant. Are you with me? The, this, this sea is 1,000 meters below sea level, so everything dies there. <clears throat> there's a coming in, but not a going out. There's no life there. There's staleness and deadness. <clears throat> now that is a picture of you if God is giving you something, but everything just dies with you. You can never give something to somebody else. You will only give away, you're busy cleaning your cupboard, so now go in it all good weg. Groot onderbroek met a gat in, wat sy van tafel weg kan deesien. Sy wil die vir mense gee. <laughs> you can't give something new away. I don't see him here. His guys were not here today. I was always so blessed when he, he, he when he started to give away stuff. Because his his mother spoiled him. He's the he's a he's a lot lamaki. So he got a lot of stuff. But when we always tell him there's a person in need, he won't say. And I say, Gerson, but this is new. He says, yeah. Ik heb het nog niet Wow. Beautiful, isn't it? You will show that you love God if you love the people of God. Yeah. If you're thinking of others. And you know, in the early church, that was the way they served God. The Bible says they brought everything they owned together. 
and they distributed it to those people who had the need. Can we go back to the days of the first church? We will see the miracles that the first church saw. In Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> will you love the brethren? This is the way to show that you love God. If you love the Lord, you will have compassion on the brethren. 1 John 3.17 But 1 John 3.17 Let me get it in the NLT quickly. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Do you see it's nice and clear, this Bible? New Living Translation. You have enough, but you show no. <clears throat> that scripture always hits me when somebody's asking me for money. Always. I'm talking about anybody at the robot or so you think, ach, die mensen, But then this scripture really makes me guilty. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in it, but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Hmm? Now you just say, Ach, die ene gaan wijn koop. Die ene gaan sigarette koop. But you never know. Matthew 19, 21. Matthew 19. Jesus said, if you want to be perfect, go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Hey, this was the greatest test that the young man couldn't make. He said, Lord, I, I pass all the tests. I passed all the commandments of Moses. He said, okay, one more. And it was the first and the greatest one to love God. But how is that one to be proven? Sell all you have and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and then come and follow. He didn't know that when he followed Jesus, he will have money again. He didn't really lose anything. If you come to Christ, you don't lose anything. If you give something away, you don't lose anything. That's why when we preach on tithing, listen, you, you make a mistake to think a tither is giving something away. A tither is not giving anything away. You know, he's just planting a seed because God is going to give back to you, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Yeah, you will, become, you will become prosperous if you give to God. There's no other way out of poverty than the law of the Lord that says, as long as this earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest time. You must give and it comes back to you. Give and it comes back to you. Amen? Amen? Start to do it and God is going to lift you out of your poverty-stricken ideas. Compassion on the people. Compassion. We, we've already started the meetings for our distribution of food to the poor. There's a lot of stuff we just have to get right before we function. But I've already started because it's in my heart. I want to feed. I was looking at some missionaries in, in, in Haiti, the islands of America. And these people were really helping those starving people. And uh, the Lord touched my heart. And this lady, she's a white missionary. They interviewed her. And I like what she said. She said, I can't yap everybody, but I can yap somebody. So I'm, I'm fully aware a place like Delft has a huge need. And, and we can't keep saying, 
We can't help the whole of the earth. I'm sh- it's correct, we can't. But we can help some of the earth. Are you listening? So if you want to join our team, Sister Sarah, myself, and others, see me after church. We are gonna, we're starting our own distribution center for food. Besides our crusade, our open airs is going to places and then we do food there. But I want to do a, a weekly distribution. Because these are the signs of our love for God. Do we love people? Do we show compassion? Are you with me? There was a Dorcas that we had here in the church. Uh, I don't know who ran that ministry, but it also ran into a dead end. We're trusting God to send new people. And that's why you have come. Maybe God is going to use you. The Dorcas is for the church members because Paul says, do good to the brothers, especially those of the household of faith. You must first hear in the church first. first. Amen? But also outside. Hallelujah. This is number three. He says, if you love the Lord, you will have compassion on the brethren. It's a sign of your love for God. People who have problems, you help them. It is a sign of your closeness to the Lord. Hallelujah. Number four, if you love God, you will be a shepherd so that you can... You can care for the brethren. Where, where does the Bible say that? Jesus spoke to Peter after he rose from the dead in John 21, verse 15. And he asked him, Peter, do you love me? Peter said, yes, I love you. He said, if you love me, become a shepherd and feed my sheep. Hallelujah. There it is. Simon, do you love me? He said, oh, Lord, I love you. You know I love you. He said unto him, feed my lambs. Become a cell leader. It's a way to love God because if you're a cell leader, you're feeding the lambs. Ask him three times. Are you sure you love me, Peter? He said, Lord, you know how I love you. 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 He said, you really love me? Become a shepherd, gather the people and bring them to the house of God. That is a sign of your love for me. Don't buy me a Kit Kat, Peter. I don't eat Kit Kat. Don't kiss me on the cheek now. Judas kissed me on the cheek already. Just feed my lambs. Sign of your love for me. So to all the cell leaders, when it's hard and it's tough and the members don't give you appreciation, just remember you are loving God. What is the sign of our love for God today? To love the brethren. Love people. My wife always re- uh, rebukes me. She says, you are too hard with the people. I say, you are right. I'm hard with the people, but I'm sure the people can feel that I love them. That's why they don't go away from me. Even if I'm hard with them, they still come back. You know, if you want to know if something loves you, set it free. Then if it comes back to you, it means it loves you. There's a a word, in the scripture talks in Leviticus, if a man works for you for seven years, in the seventh year, set him free. But if the slave says, Master, I rather want to stay with you, then he says, take him in. Because he has felt the master's love for him. Are you with me? Amen. So we get, this, we get this song that we, that we do. 
as the servant waits for the master. So my eyes are on you, Lord. Hallelujah. Nobody's forced to help Pastor Chris. Nobody's forced to work. No, you must feel the love. Tough love, but you must feel it. Amen. And you must share, the, share your love with the people. So when you see one of your people in need, you must do something to help them. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Amen. Are we going to love the brethren? Number two. Number two, three points. Every pastor in good sermon has three points. If you want to say you love the Lord, you must not just love the brothers and sisters, you must love the house of God. Amen? Psalm 26 verse 8. The Bible says, I have loved thy habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwells. What does it say in the NLT? I love your sanctuary. Wow. That's why we call this place Zion Sanctuary. It's biblical. It's biblical. It's a sanctuary. Sanctuary is a place of peace. The place where your glorious presence dwells. I love your sanctuary. I don't know if many of you love the sanctuary. I don't know. I really don't know. I know if you love something, you'll be there often. If you say you love a place, you'll be there often, isn't it? So I don't know if you can say you love the sanctuary. We create many events here, conferences, but many people don't come. But I'm teaching you how to love God. Can love be taught? It can, because the older ladies had to teach the younger ladies how to love their husbands. I'm teaching you how to love God. You must love the brothers and sisters. Number two, you must love the house. The house of God. Amen. If you love the Lord, you will love his house. Yes, David said clearly, I love the habitation of your house. That is in Psalm 26 verse 8. In the NIV it says, I love the house where you live, the place where your glory dwells. Loving the house of God is a, is a sure sign that you love the Lord. Hallelujah. If you love the Lord, number two, you will spend a lot of time in his house. Psalm 84 verse 10 says, A day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wickedness. The Lord gave me a vision yesterday. I shared the vision. And when I shared the vision, the power of God came into this place. The vision was of a tent that was in this church. An inflatable red tent and a blanket was lying in the tent. Somebody had slept there and had got up. And I said to the Lord, what is this? Like Zechariah saw, in Zechariah chapter 4, God also gave him visions. And then he asked the Lord, what does this mean? Zechariah 4, you'll see there, verse 3, 4, 5. He talks about what does this mean? And the Lord said that people must make this place this sanctuary, a dwelling place. Are you hearing me? I'm sharing 
a, a very great vision that God gave me. It was a red inflatable tent and somebody had slept there. It was just, you know, when you go into a trance, it's called the vision. It's just a quick, and say, Lord, what is this? This morning, God gave me another vision. I'll share it tonight. Yeah. And yesterday, when I revealed the visions, the power fell. <laughs> tonight is another one coming. I feel it now, but I want to hold it back. Do you know that the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet? So sometimes when I feel the spirit, I say, Yara, let me just clear teach. I must never be my my bedding up. Yeah, I don't want you to be lying under under the power now because the floor is very dusty. We have to buy the tiles, okay? And you will fall more under the power. <clears throat> Are you still with me? If you love the Lord, you will spend a lot of time in His house. If you love Him, you will actually spend a whole day in His presence. Right, Virgie? <laughs> we looked at Virgie's timetable. He's, in, he's, in, he's busy with church work. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday from the morning to the evening. Sunday from the morning to the evening. But he said he loved the Lord, so he's proving it, isn't it? No amount of time will be too long to spend in the church. That's why I say many people don't love God. By these definitions that I'm reading to you now, there are many people who don't love God. You just want to get out. You just want to look at your watch. I've had some pastors who say, Pastors. It's like we must quickly have a service before the non-God lovers get upset. But I made up my mind. I don't plan the service here for you, non-God lover. If you don't love God, don't come here. The people here we love God. Amen. On the 23rd of October, the city pastors, we would have had a meeting in Kells River, a collective prayer meeting, but they asked me, they said, no, can't we move the meeting to breakthrough? I said, look, our church is not completed yet, but if you want to come, you can come. If you're willing to walk in the dust. They said, no, you have, the, you have a big church. You can seat a thousand. And another pastor said, no, it's not a thousand, it's two thousand. I said, whatever. So remember on the 23rd of October. But I'm telling you this to say this. Then the pastor said, don't worry, we won't pray long. Just an hour, we finish. I said, no, then you can't come. He said, what do you mean? I said, you, yeah, we don't pray less than an hour in this church. If you want to make jokes, go, go there down the street. But yeah, you want to pray, you must pray. This is the house of the Lord. Amen. It's a year's day, not a year's year. 23rd of October. Don't forget. Amen. Now, I didn't know this, but somebody introduced me to Netflix. Do you know Netflix? Because this person said he watched the series on Netflix. 
So I didn't know my TV can also do Netflix. I have a smart TV. Sometimes you have stuff you don't know what it can do. Then they said, you know, you must subscribe. I said, okay, pay. Then I realized some of the series, it's like half an hour or an hour, no? But there's like 78 episodes. Huh? So the one brother said, he watched the whole thing. He said it was so interesting when he went to chapter 2. He wanted to see chapter 3 and chapter 4 and chapter 5. I was with some pastors in, in, in some other country. Then I said to them, I don't think the people in my church watch Netflix. So when I came back, I asked Ashley them. They said, yes, we Netflix, we watch Netflix. I was surprised. And they even gave the name of the series that they were watching. I can't remember what was the series. Huh? Squid Games, yeah. Do you know about Squid Games? What else? Suits. Fuck. How many episodes? Seven seasons. And every season has how many? Twelve episodes. Hmm. Yeah, some people don't mind to do that. Amen? Yes, you can watch a series for hours and hours. You know what you love? You love TV. You don't love God. Amen? If you love the Lord, you will prefer to be in His house. There's nothing wrong with TV. I also watch TV. I'm not bickering on your sports or TV. I also like sports. I am trying to explain to you that if you love God, you will love the brothers and sisters and you will love his house. You want to come to his house. Are you with me? You won't say no because you must, you, you want to come here, you want to go home quick or you, you got something else to do. No, 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 you will love his house. May the Lord have mercy on all of us. Amen. Prefer the house. Number three, if you love the Lord, you will build his house. Hallelujah. 1 Chronicles 29.3, you will build his house. Get my phone quickly. I want to see the time. Uh, and now because of my devotion to the temple of my God, I'm giving all my own private treasures of gold and silver to Yahweh in the construction of the house. This is David. David is giving his own money to help to build the house of God. Amen? This is in addition to the building materials I've already collected for the Holy Temple. So I thank all of you that give money and when we collect money, it's another sign that you love God because you are building his house. Archbishop Duncan Williams said, if a man builds a house of God or gives something, God will surely build a house for you also. Receive it in Jesus' name. So if you love God, you will support any effort to build the church. <clears throat> the reason why our church is blessed is that we have also sown many seeds in other pastors building churches. Say amen. amen. 
help to build the house of God. You can build physically, but you can also help to build by being a shepherd and bringing your group to the house of the Lord. Our church is, is, can handle a lot of people, and there's a lot of our people that's not here <clears throat> because the shepherds are not bringing them. That's the problem. Uh, my wife is just, just started her own cell recently, Elsie's River, and I like the fact that she's always making a way for the people to come to the house of God. Sometimes it takes money from your own pocket. That's the work of a shepherd. You must make a way for the people. You can't be here on a Sunday morning and your people are not here. Make a way. It's called a way-making ministry. Consider others also. Hallelujah. And then be strong in your leadership. Don't let people tell you that this is this. People don't, generally people don't love God. They don't know what it means to love God. So no, not today I'm not coming. I, next week. Do you really love God? Hmm. Number four, if you love God, you will fight for his house. Amen. You won't let people come and destroy. Jesus took a whip and he beat those people in the temple in John chapter 2 verse 14 that were violating the house of God. He fought for the house. Hallelujah. Number five, if you love God, you will see the beauty of God in his house. All right. You will see the beauty. Psalm 27 verse 4 is a beautiful scripture. I think this is even a song. One thing have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. Amen. To inquire in His temple. Go on this. It goes further. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. Beben, this is the scripture I was looking for yesterday. In the time of trouble he will hide me in his pavilion. Amal jylle wat hou van die huis van die Heere, daar gaan die dag van moeilijkheid kom. Daar gaan die Heere jylle wegsteek. He will hide you in his pavilion. Yes. That's why even in the dark crisis, Richard was testifying that they told him there's no work, there's no this, but no, he's a man who's here. He said, I, I said, I'm not working, let me go to the house of God and see how I can help them there. So he was working, but he was working for God. And even though they refused, they, they initially didn't take him as part of the fireman. Now we have a doctor, we have a lawyer, and we have a fireman. Wow. And we have a security guard. We have many powerful things. And we have you. Whatever you do. Amen. But because he did that, you see. He's, he, that psalm is so beautiful. Go back again. For in the time of, yeah. One thing have I desired of the Lord. That I will seek. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. This is a scripture I always use. When I say people are lying. Is this what you want to do to dwell? That was the vision I saw. The ten. To behold the beauty of the Lord. Then he says the promise of God. Verse 5. I will. For in the time of trouble. He shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle. Shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. Hey. 
You will be established, man. God is going to help you. Saturday night, your clothes is ready because tomorrow you're going to the house of the Lord. Amen. Zij zei niet, oe, paaste, eerst kom met die kracht aan van sit, hoe kan ik in my kleren strijkie? Zij weet, kom uit, oké, eerst kom, zij gaan die tijd af, ek dots jou die kan. Eerst kom, zij kom die kan af, ek dots jou die kan. Maar van my, sal zij nie kry nie. Listen to the next one. If you love the Lord, you will say like David, I was glad when they said unto me, Come, let us go to the house of the Lord. Psalm 122 verse 1. I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Are you glad? Are you sad? Are you mad? Yara, wie keer toe gaan? Yara, mami. Nee, mami man. Yara, man. I always heard of people who complain to come to church, you know. But then I heard uh, my, my pastor Charlie's children, they cried when they couldn't go to church. They like cried. The father had to tell them, you must study tomorrow, you're writing a big exam. And they started to cry. Because they wanted to come to the house of the Lord. They were glad when they could hear the next week, you can go to the house of the Lord. Amen. And I mean a nice church like BMI. You must be crazy if you don't like to come here. Or the devil must be working in your life. But you will overcome that thing. You see, what, what is it? You know the story of Margaret where, where the, there was something in the heart of that girl? That's why she didn't love God because something was... She couldn't take her husband back because there was another thing in the place of God. So whatever makes you not want to be here, it must come out. God must take his rightful place in your heart. No excuses. Taxi, anything, anything. Some weeks ago, I was um, speaking at Pastor Clint's church. I brought a greeting. I don't know how many of you were there. And there was a speaker there from Durban. He's a great man of God. He's a multimillionaire because God blessed him financially. But I know his story when he wasn't a multimillionaire. Everybody is now flocking around him because of his money. I said, no, I don't want to talk about his money. I want to talk about the day he received Christ as his Savior. And he came to church from a far place. His wife and his children. He started to cry while I was talking. The people didn't see. And then he went to the morning service. But because he never had enough money for a taxi to go home and come back for the evening service. He, they, the wife put in the lunch, in the, in the, some sandwiches in the lunchbox. So after the morning service, they would go sit in the park opposite the church and wait again for five o'clock this evening so that they don't miss the morning or the evening service. He had nothing. There was nothing. He had no clothes. No, He didn't have enough money for a car. Never mind a car. He couldn't travel. But that was no excuse for him. He said, let's make a plan. We sit under the bush. But then he said, 
Today is one of the biggest churches in Durban. He's an international speaker. He's a multi-millionaire. Because God saw his heart. God blessed him. I see God blessing you too. Listen here, there's nobody that loves God and loves his house that will stay poor. I tell you the truth. Why? Because the more you are here, the more you will hear the prophet or the man of God speak. And the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. It will transform you. You will be changed. You cannot stay the same. You cannot stay the same. Because you're constantly sitting under the washing of the waters of the word. Yeah. You see, children who don't change, as men say, what not so, he couldn't when he made him sleep to die. Then he went away another week, and he went to soccer school for the club. Then he came back to one week. He said, he changed me. Because the waters can't wash you. You are here, but you really don't want to be here. You see? So there's not enough time for the washing of the waters of the word. But when the waters wash you, when you see a, 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 a rounded rock in a river on the beachfront, it's because of the constant smashing of the waters. There's no rough edges anymore. The rock is smooth because of the washing. You can even put your feet on there. But in the dry desert places, you get thorns and thistles. Stuck in the tuckies, but you see a man. But in the waters, you shall be refreshed. Hallelujah. Yes. If you love the Lord, you will have strong feelings about the house of God. And my last point. If you love the Lord, the people who are looking for you, if anyone is searching for you, they will find you in the house of God. Luke chapter 2 verse 46. Jesus' mother and father, they were looking for him. They searched for him all day. They thought he was part of the group that was going back to uh, Nazareth. They were in Jerusalem. And then they came back. They couldn't. They said, hey, we thought Jesus was with you. Uncle Josephus. Uncle, no, no, no. He's not here. Where's he? Where's he? Find him. After a long search, they found him in the house of God. And they said to him, but why are you here? Don't you know we were looking for you? Now put it in the NLT, man. Three days later, Three days later. Now, what he slept and what he was with the Yerra alone. But for three days. To see man van the Yerra. In the house van the Yerra. Twelve years old. And the mother and father came and said, found him there. Look there, it says. Three days in the temple, sitting among the religious teachers, listening to them. Listening and, and asking questions. Come on, go keep flowing there. All who heard him were amazed at the understanding. They were amazed and then, go on. His parents didn't want, didn't know what to think. Son, his mother said, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been frantically searching for you. Then what did he say? 
Why did you need to search? Did you not know? Did you not know? This is my dwelling place. You love God? Make the house of God your dwelling place. I must be in my father's house. I must be about my father's business. Beautiful. I thank God for my mother and father that took us to church when we were children. I opened my eyes in the church. We didn't have much money. We couldn't go to church sometimes in the evening because it was far. But even if we couldn't go to church that was far, we always attended the church closer. My father would then maybe sometimes say, he, must, he can go alone because they only have taxi fare for one. But then all of us would go to another church, similar church, similar church, little different, little different, little more pungster. Everybody has a chance to testify and so on. But, but we, had to, we, we, we knew that church was our life. We will be found in the house of God. And then it was also nice to see other expressions. Because not every church, not everything we do, we're not the best church. We say that as a slogan, but it's not like others are not. Oh, there's many people serving God in different ways. Many people love God. Are you with me? In their own style and in their own way. And sometimes it's good to be exposed to some other style. So we were exposed to other styles. Hey. But that was it. That was it. We, we sat in the church benches, one row. We were seven children. My, my father, my mother oftentimes wouldn't go because she was not well. My father would take us all. We sat in the, in the benches. Once my father got some material to make suits for the boys. Striped, brown striped suits. So we all look the same. Onabati, striped suit. Nice. With a tie. Clean you. My eldest brother was so thin, there was only one stripe on his suit. <laughs> and I remember that brown suit. And my father was a, was a general in the army. Of the Lord. So you, you had no choice. You must pray for such a father. He says, look, the day you are big, you can do what you want to and go where you want to. But whilst you are living under this roof, I say, take up, take up, since I did that. The Belgian did that play. Don't say what I for you, see. And us gaan huis naar die huis van die to. But as I said, there's a little boy. Then the, the, the love for God also came into my heart. You see, parents, let me teach you something. You can never control how your child will turn out to be. But the one thing you can do is expose the child to the environment where God is. 
in the presence of God, then you must pray, Lord, touch the heart of my child. Because the heart must be drawn to God. A lot of believers, they bring their children, but I can see the children is far from God. I should not be like, when is this thing ending? He's not here, he's here, but he's not here. Do you really love God? You will be found in the house of God. Why are you looking for me, mommy? Don't you know? This is where I must be. Not on the nightclubs, not, not on this, not on the, on, the, on the corner. No, yeah, this is my place. This is my place. That's why I, I laugh in myself when the parents of some of these dancers, they sing, you see, somebody's mother is here by the gate. Where's my child? You went this morning, you still here at breakthrough. It's just like Jesus. They must just learn to answer their mothers. Mommy, didn't you know? Did you not know? I must be in my father's house. Lovely are your dwelling place, Jesus, and thirsty I come after you. Jesus. My joy, my reward, my reward, your love restoring my soul. Now I'm yours and you. From my heart, a song will rise. I love Lift your hands. You, I love you, I love you. You say you love God. I love you, I love you, I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you. And my Play the music, this brother C or whatever. Listen to me, people. May the Holy Spirit take my words and make it real to you. The house of God must be the place that you come to more than any other place. If you really love God, you will love the house of God. If you love God, you will love the people of God. Where is your heart? Why is your heart not connected to God and His people? 
Today God wants to touch your life and turn your heart. Turn it. When Pastor Chris asked, uh, who was in church? Who, who was not in church today? Your name shouldn't even come up in his mind because he knows you are always here. You are always here. And the waters is washing you. Washing you. Transformation. You are changed into another man. The Holy Spirit is here. There shall be servants in my house. There shall be strong pillars in my house. There shall be people who make my house a dwelling place, says the Lord. And you shall be one of them. May you make the house of the Lord your dwelling place. I see you in a tent set up in the house of God. They will look for you and after many days they will find you and you will say to them did you not know did you not know I must be found in my father's house everybody stand to your feet stand to your feet Jesus my joy my reward hallelujah your love's restoring my soul now i'm yours now i'm yours and you are mine lift your hands as we say from my heart a song will rise. I love you, I love you, I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you. And my heart will follow only after you. By your heads in prayer. If you need prayer today, the Holy Spirit speaking to you through my message, then you must come here so I can pray for you. Maybe you, you, your love for the house of God is not where it should be. You really want to fall in love with God and His house. I'm teaching you how to love God. Maybe you're here, you came for the first time, somebody invited you. You never heard about loving God this way. Maybe you thought it's okay just to walk around, mix with people that's not in God's house. But God says you must love the brethren. You must love the church people. I want to pray for some people like that. If you want to say, Lord, come live in my heart. Come, Jesus, I want to be born again. I also want to pray for you. All of you that want to make that decision, come forward. And those who want me to pray for you, to love the house of God more. Come forward, come. You know who you are. You've not, you're not here every week. You come once in a blue moon. Come, I pray for you. I From my heart, 
A song will rise. I love you, I love you, I love you. going to say two prayers. The first prayer is for you if you want to give your life to Jesus. You are not born again. Jesus said you must be born again. Otherwise you can't go into the kingdom. That's the first prayer. Then the second prayer, I'll pray for you to love the house of God. Amen. So say the first prayer after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today just like I am. Just like I am. Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. Please forgive me. Wash me. Wash me. With your precious blood. Thank you that you came. Thank you that you came. To die in my place. To die in my place. I receive you now. I receive you now. As my Lord. As my Lord. And my Savior. And my Savior. I confess. I confess. That you died. That you died. But you rose again. But you rose again. And that you are alive today. And that you are alive today. Now I ask you. Come live inside of me. Come live inside of me. Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. Change my life. Change my life. Redirect my steps. Redirect my steps. Help me. Help, Help me. me to live for you. To live for you. Write my name. Write my name in the book of life. In the book of life. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. For saving me. God bless you for listening to this message. Remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind.